nursing industry is one of the fastest growing career forces in the world today. There are so many issues in the healthcare field these days relating to nurses that simply are not discussed in the media. Welcome to Once a Nurse, Always a Nurse, exploring the world of nursing with Leanne Meyer. Our program will help you with the most relevant information if you're in the nursing field or are planning to enter the industry. Now, here is your host, Leanne Meyer. Hello, this is Once a Nurse, Always a Nurse, exploring the world of nursing, and I am Leanne Meyer. Our topic today, or we're talking about, um, I guess the name of it, I guess, would be graduating realities, um, both uh, bachelor's um, in nursing and also master's in nursing. So I have two people I'm going to be introducing in just a minute. But I wanted to just kind of uh, give an introduction here, too. In the past year, I have been doing this show. I've met a wide variety of fascinating nurses doing phenomenal things all over our country and really around the world. So what really interests me is the new army of nurses coming to the forefront during a period of confusion and discussion about what healthcare will look like in the future and how we will fund it. Uh, what has nursing school real nursing experiences and worldwide discussions about new ideas taught these new nurses about the future of nursing and what their contribution can be. So I am very eager to welcome Eliana Weering, a recent Bachelor of Science in Nursing uh, nurse from Bethel University in St. Paul and Buffy Jones, uh, a recent MBA and MSN nurse from uh, Grand Canyon University. She's currently working in Alaska. Eliana, do you want to give us just a quick bio, uh, a kind of, of how you got into nursing and why you chose the, the school that you did? Yeah, sure. Um, so I'm Eliana, and thanks, Leanne, for having me on the show. You're very welcome. Um, I started uh, my nursing journey when I saw a lot of people. Uh, I, I went to the ER with my brother one time, and... I just saw all of these people that needed help, and I think that's a that's a very common theme that nurses have. They want to help people, and I realized that in order to do that, I needed to go to school. Uh, so I decided on a BSN program, and the reason I chose a BSN over ADN or diploma program is because I I'm a I'm a lifelong learner, and I see graduate school something I would pursue in the future. And I noticed that, well, you need four-year degrees in order to do that. That's, that's a pretty yeah. big requirement. So, In fact, yeah. anybody who is going into nursing now really should, uh, well, I shouldn't say not consider any other choice. But mm-hmm. the people who are choosing otherwise are going to ADN or ASNs programs. And those are now connecting with the MSN program. So you go right from the ADN almost directly into the MSN, but mm-hmm. it's it's kind of like a package deal. Yeah. Uh, so that whatever you lose learning in the one program will will transfer right over to the next program. Uh, my other guest is um, Buffy Jones, and uh, Buffy, can you give us just a little bit of a, a, a bullet point of your career so far? Leanne, thank you for having me on the show. Also. Uh, I started out as um, an ADN nurse. I wanted to get into nursing as fast as possible, and uh, at that time in, like, 2000, there was a big nursing shortage, and they needed bodies, and so there were a lot of 
two-year degrees uh, programs available, and uh, I chose that. But as I, you know, traveled, uh, you know, worked through my career, I saw that in order to make the next step or to get into any other field or other than what I was currently in, which was operating room uh, nursing, I needed to get my BSN. And once uh, I did that, I saw that there were so many more opportunities available to me. And then I decided to go on to get my uh, Master's of Nursing and Leadership because I want to help those other nurses who are facing these challenges currently to kind of guide them and provide them with some uh, leadership and be a great resource. That's exactly what we're going to need in the future. So thank you very much for taking that on. And um, I know that you got a lot of help when you were in your MSN program. And I know that you're probably getting pretty eager to get out in the world and um, connect in that area. So um, maybe we can uh, have you each just kind of talk a little bit more uh have you what kind of experiences though you said you have worked in um, healthcare mm-hmm. prior to going into nursing and then as you were in nursing mm-hmm. also? Say a little bit about that, Eliana. So I worked in both memory care and in the acute care setting um, for a total of about five to six years now. And I think it's been very valuable to my experience prior to being a nurse, um, just because it helps you with your people skills and it helps you with your confidence level. Uh, Then you're not, you know, you're not the student nurse or, you know, the nurse on the first day that is totally worried about talking to the patient because that's something you don't want to do. You don't want to have to be worried about that. You want to be focusing on your skills and what you're doing for them. Mm-hmm. Just even being in the environment for mm-hmm. a lot of people, just entering a hospital is a scary experience. Right. And to be, feel comfortable in a hospital setting prior to being the person who is kind of in charge. And even talking to the other nurses yeah. and physicians, uh, that's another thing. It helps you just being familiar with yeah. the environment. Knowing other people and having them know you. How about for you, Buffy? Um, how did everything kind of start out for you? Did you have any healthcare experience prior to going into nursing? Uh, no, I hadn't. I was um, what I I saw nursing as a calling. I had um, experienced some health issues, and when I was in the hospital, I, it was the nurses who really I felt assisted me in my um, recovery, and so I wanted to do that for other people. I wanted to be like them, and so I felt nursing was how I could do it and help others. Yeah, so it was really wonderful. a calling for me, a personal then, calling. So once you did your ADN, then did you work as a nurse prior to um, doing the BSN? And yes. Did I you worked, go right into uh, OR, or did you do something I, else? I went right into the operating room because I, I, you know, that was my greatest love. I did my <laughs> clinicals, you know, and then I found that that was like that suited me best at that time, and um, I really liked the excitement and the fast pace, and you know, the 
just the learning of all the technical skills and disease process. And I was fortunate enough to get right into the operating room. And uh, I worked there. I stayed there for 13 years until I decided to uh, get my bachelor's. Because I saw that I could not move it any further. Hmm. So um, when did you do the certification? Me. Oh, I didn't get my certification for many years after I had been in the operating room. Um, but you did that prior to doing the BSN? Yes, I did. Yes. Um, I have been a member of um, my national association, um, the Association of Operating Room Nurses, mm-hmm. which uh, I feel in, enhanced my learning and my um skills in the operating room by being a member of the professional organization that in the area where I work. Sure. You know, have you started, Eliana, have you joined uh, an organization at all yet or are you thinking about it? I am thinking about it. Um, I know I want to join the Holistic uh, Nurses Association and then um, probably critical care once I get into the PICU. I haven't connected yet with the Holistic uh, mm-hmm. Nurses Organization here, but that's on my list of mm-hmm. things I want to do. Yeah. <laughs> I me. also have looked into that, and I think that it, it, it's a very interesting organization. Mm-hmm. Why, Say more what about that, Buffy. What, what do you like about it? Uh, the It's focusing on the patient, um, you know, mind, body, and spirit, you know, the patient is a whole being. It's not just one uh, specific area or disease process mm-hmm. of the patient. So I find that to be really interesting. You know, I think back to probably Florence Nightingale. We have talked about the wholeness of mm-hmm. the patient. And yet the, the healthcare system that we set up, particularly in the hospital, was more geared, you know, a floor for orthopedics and a floor for this and a floor for that. And, you know, talking about people by their uh, diagnosis and um, just different things like that. I think somehow or another, you know, we wanted to believe we were thinking about the whole, but in reality, um, I just had actually a friend that uh, went in to have a, a total hip done and he ended up having a heart attack. Mm-hmm. And the nurses were actually telling, you know, they asked him what his heart, his uh, pain level was, and he was saying an eight. And they were like, you shouldn't have a pain level of eight. Um, that kind of defeats the purpose if you're telling the patient, no, you don't get to have the pain level you're <laughs> saying you have. Well, it turned out they finally figured out that he was having a heart attack, and that was what he was experiencing. Um, so, yeah, so let's um, let's talk a little bit more. I guess uh, start with Eliana. Talk about when you got into nursing school, um, what were you expecting? How was that different when you actually got in there? Um, How did you feel about it as you're going Mm -hmm. through? Did you feel like you were getting what you needed? Yeah, I I think that I was not, I was expecting more of the medical model of teaching versus the the nursing model. I don't know why, uh, but I love science. I absolutely love science. Uh, I also minored in biology, and so I was expecting more of the medical model. I think med surge, as difficult as, as it was, was my favorite because I finally felt like I was getting somewhere. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think it was 
everything I expected. Uh, Peds and OB was definitely harder than I thought it would be, <laughs> um, but I I loved it, mm-hmm. and I I, f- I finally felt like I was getting somewhere. Mm-hmm. So I think that. Yeah, the nice thing about that nursing experience, especially with the clinicals, and I don't know how much, did you have a lot of clinicals? Yeah, I had from geriatrics to ortho to almost a year of peds to psych. So just a small amount of time in each of them, so just to get a taste, or did you have like a semester? A semester in each, yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. Okay, well, that's that sounds great. It's very significant, which is one reason BSN is very valuable because n- not a lot of uh, two-year programs have that clinical availability or accessibility. So um, yeah, and actually, previously to I don't know when it would have changed. Maybe Buffy can help us on that. But uh, previously, it was more the ADN and the diploma programs that had the clinical experience. Mm-hmm. The BSN programs really focused on the theory. And you were expected to kind of get the rest of it put together when you started working. Um, So, Buffy, what about you? Because you had that ADN experience. Um, Right. How was that different in the ADN program from when you went into BSN? Well, um, it's interesting. I did, uh, the ADN program was all clinical, basically. I mean, there was theory classes and everything, but we had um, a lot of clinical, and I went mm-hmm. to a court, it was in quarters, mm-hmm. we were in um, like geriatrics one quarter, mental health one quarter, you know, mm-hmm. they were, each quarter was focused on that nursing, and we had clinical sure. in that specific area. Mm-hmm. Um, and my bachelor's program was interesting because I went back to school so many years later from having done mm-hmm. my ADN. I was lucky enough to go to like a hybrid ah, program okay. mm-hmm. where it wasn't all online. Mm-hmm. However, you did a lot of your classes online. And um, one night a week, we would uh, meet, the class would meet everyone in this specific this specific program. So mm-hmm. we would have one class that we all met and we could discuss how mm-hmm. our other classes were going. So we had oh, that okay. camaraderie of, you know, being in nursing school, but yet we yeah. still were able to complete tasks on our own and classes online. Mm-hmm. I don't think I could have uh, done my master's program online had I not had that experience because okay. that really was helpful. That's something I've often wondered about because I'm a very kinesthetic learner and with the diploma program I went through, I just seemed to be fortunate that whatever it was we were learning in the morning, um, we would go on the unit in the afternoon and I would have that patient that Mm -hmm. we had just been talking about. And I remember that stuck in my mind so much that when I finally was working on my own, and my first job, I really was on my own. I was the only nurse on a floor of 24 patients. Mm-hmm. Um, I could remember that experience more than just the, the theory of it. I, I probably would have had a hard time matching the theory with the experience if I hadn't had it right together. So for me, that was really important. And now I'm hearing that 
that's kind of switching where the BSN programs now are doing more of the clinicals, uh, where some of the ADN programs are getting the foundation in the basics. So uh, we're just about up against a break here, and this seems like an appropriate time to take it. So I think we'll go ahead and do that. Uh, if you're just joining us now, we are talking about uh, graduation or grad, graduate nurse realities. Um, and I have um, Eliana Weering, who has just completed her BSN program, and Buffy Jones, who just completed her MSN program, and then just because for fun, she threw in an MBA too. <laughs> so we'll talk about that when we get back. You're listening to Voice America Health and Wellness. Now there's a new destination for video content, voiceamerica.tv, just like our radio channels and so much more. Voice America Variety, Health and Wellness, Business, Sports, Green Talk, Power Up Motorsports, and 7th Wave Network now have their own video channel components. Plus, check out exclusive programming, including movies, music, educational courses, science and history, current events, and short features. High-definition, premier-quality programs available 24-7, voiceamerica.tv. If you think you've seen online TV like this before, let us surprise you. Take us on the go. It's even easier now. The Voice America Talk Radio Network has a mobile app for iOS, Android, or Amazon Kindle. Visit the Apple App Store, Amazon, or Google Play to download the app powered by Aircast. It's free and no registration is necessary. In minutes, you can be enjoying your favorite Voice America Talk Radio host no matter where you are, in the car, out and about, while traveling, or anytime you can't be close to your computer. Catch up on the archives you've missed or discover new shows on the spot. Search Voice America at your favorite app store. Tune in to the Voice America Variety Channel on the Voice America Talk Radio Network. Voice America Variety broadcasts a diverse array of topics, reaching a global community. Our experts come from all walks of life, and the topics they discuss are everything from current events, arts and entertainment, leadership, parenting, relationships, self-improvement, career advice, and a variety of other topics. Check us out today. You're sure to find something of interest. Voice America Variety. Talk on today's hot topics. Have you had a chance to check out Voice America's online magazine and blog, Press Pass? If you love our hosts and shows, check out articles that give an even deeper perspective. Plus, topics about health and fitness, movie reviews, philosophy, business tips and tactics, spirituality, positive thought, current events, and even more about your favorite host. It's just a click away at VAPressPass.com. That's VAPressPass.com. VA Press Pass by Voice America. All access, all the time. A fresh look at today's health. Voice America Health and Wellness. You are listening to Once a Nurse, Always a Nurse. Exploring the world of nursing with host Leanne Meyer. To reach the program today, please call 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. You may also send an email to leannevoiceamerica at gmail.com. Now, back to Once a Nurse, Always a Nurse. 
Hi, this is Leanne Meyer. We're back with Once a Nurse, Always a Nurse, exploring the world of nursing. And today we're exploring the world of nursing school. And I'm here today with Eliana Wearing. She has just completed her BSN and I think four minors? Three. Three minors. Seemed like a lot more. And then also Buffy Jones is here with us. And we were just talking before the break that not only did she do an MSN while working, but also an MBA. And so I'd like to talk with each of you about what was what went into the determination of adding to an already pretty tough, you know, um, schooling. Uh, what were you thinking about when, what were you thinking? <laughs> <laughs> That's a uh, good question. <laughs> okay. Yeah, Buffy, why don't you go ahead? Okay. Um, well, the, now the master's programs, they're offering a combination program. And uh-huh. so the nursing leadership is um, like teamed up with uh, business so that you can have the ability to maybe run a surgical center or run a clinic. So uh-huh. if you're going to be in that chief nursing officer role, you'll need to know the business aspect as well as the nursing aspect mm-hmm. to run the facility. Yeah. The other thing I've heard is, uh, particularly with the MBA, is that um, nurses have not been at the table. Those people mm-hmm. who are making the decisions in the boardroom or you know, the financial decisions or whatever else is being done, nurses were not being brought into it, partly because they just weren't thought of as being professionals in that, you know, well, what do nurses know about, you know, handling money and all of those kinds of things. And so um, I did have one person on the show pretty early on in October last year, and she talked about uh, she was on the board or she was asked to come into the board. And the things that they were talking about and just kind of throwing out, oh, we'll cut this and we'll do that. And we'll, you know, and oh, the nurses will just be able to take care of it they'll they'll just go with it and she was furious she tried to explain to them you know i am a nurse hello do you want to hear what i have to say and they didn't they were not interested at all and so that was when she went back and got her mba and she just said she wanted to be able to not only be at the table but speak their language so that they would listen to her and um, so I'm interested that they are combining MBA with an MSN. That's great. Mm-hmm. So tell me about the minors, Eliana. How did you decide what and yeah. why? <laughs> so I have minors in biology, community, and public health, and um, which is a combined one, and then English Lit. I was originally going to do English Lit and then uh, chose nursing for obvious reasons. And I wanted to keep it involved in my education somehow. Biology was very clear because of my love for science, and you do so many bench courses Mm -hmm. uh, for nursing, and then the community health, a lot of it overlapped with Mm -hmm. uh, the the biology. Mm -hmm. I I, I took maybe a few courses in uh, health education, so actually teaching, and then uh, some basic like community health, school school and health and drugs, stuff like that. So you have then your community um, certificate or is that... You um, can apply for that after... Sure, uh, once you've completed it. I remember when I finished my BSN, they Mm -hmm. highly recommended that we do that right away because otherwise going back to get it later can be more challenging. So that's good to know and it gives Mm -hmm. you a lot more options again. Yeah, 
Uh, not that nurses don't have <laughs> enough options as it is. Um, so uh, where would either of you like to go from here? What would you like to talk about and maybe talk to each other about what you think um, might be helpful to people listening here? Well, um, I would like to get some experience in my new position or Mm -hmm. to use my uh, newly acquired education before I go on to maybe getting a nurse practitioner or Mm -hmm. something in that area. So that's kind of how you're uh, thinking your next step will be. You could easily go to nurse practitioner school having that great, you know, biology, Mm -hmm. you know, education and... You 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 could just go right on. What, well, what I've set the foundation. Do? Now I need my practice, and <laughs> I agree. And I don't know if you do too, Buffy, but um, we were always told to do a minimum of one year of med surge prior to going mm-hmm. on or, or completing mm-hmm. uh, a next degree. And I think that is really really good information. Um, I've talked about before that after um, graduating, I had a a job, my first job was on a step-down ICU, and then every once in a while, just with no uh, orientation at all, they would just say, oh, you're going to be going to ICU today. And um, I was so grateful to have those strong, strong basics of med search so that when I went in there, um, I wasn't having to remember or know everything. It was like I had some basis. And also, my true love ended up being OB. And uh, I think I mentioned earlier, too, that uh, we had a C-section one time, and uh, the father came into the C-section room, and that was pretty normal at that point. Um, but he did uh, end up on the floor. And, of course, we all thought, oh, he passed out. But... Um, I don't know, there's something about him that I took a look at him. I said, I don't think he's passed out. And so we had to grab the anesthetist away, and he was having a heart attack during oh, the wow. the um, emergency C-section. I mean, it was like we didn't have enough things going on, so we literally had to call a crash team in to take care of the father who had crashed. So wow. I that was just experience enough for me that I was so grateful to have all of those bits and pieces of experience so that as they came up just out of nowhere, um, you, you know, I, I wasn't completely thrown by it. <laughs> I think one thing I'd like people to think about, and Buffy and I talked about this prior to the show, uh, was finding finding your nurse mentor or a nurse buddy, a lot of new grad programs have, a lot of, well, hospitals now have new grad programs, which I think is very helpful um, and reassuring for new grads, but that you're not alone and there are people that want you to succeed. Say more about that. Um, From what you know, what do the new grad programs look like now? Okay. Uh, I think it depends on the hospital. Uh, Some new grad programs can last up to a year, um, or they're called like nurse residency to make Mm -hmm. it sound more official, because it is, (laughs) and uh, it it helps you orient to the unit better. You have someone to fall back on. You have someone to ask questions, and once you reach that level of familiarity and uh, stability, then, you know, by that time, you're hopefully weaned off, per se, and, you know, then you can be on your own but that's very reassuring for a lot of new grads that they have that someone there to help them through 
through a lot of yeah. practice. It's intriguing. Uh, Buffy, or I'm sorry, yeah, Buffy, um, talk about that too. Um, have you had experience? Uh, well, you haven't really because your BSN program was um, a more um, standard one. And then did you go back into OR after that? After your BSN? Uh, yes. Okay. After the BSN? Mm-hmm. Well, I was working in the operating room during the BSN. Okay. And working in surgery centers. So um, I, I still had experience. However, I didn't need experience. I didn't need a mentor in my field because I was already doing I, the practice. You were probably the mentor at that point. Yeah. Anybody knew coming right. in, you were the one that so was getting paired with a, them. It's a really different situation. However, now mm-hmm. having uh, the master's in leadership, I'm looking mm-hmm. for a mentor to help me transition into that managerial role. Exactly. And, so uh, any mentors out there who would like to help <laughs> right? a, new, a new nurse who wants to really get those leadership skills down, uh, give us a call in or contact me or um, I think... You're, I, I'm pretty sure your emails are listed on the um, program description, so people could contact there, too. So any of those ways, if you want to help Buffy out, I absolutely agree that mentorship is very, very good. There's so many things that you don't want to have to learn um, uh, the hard way. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you really right. want to be able to ask questions of people or have somebody that you can go to and and get that information from them prior to um, being in that actual situation. Um, so do you know of any programs that offer some sort of a mentorship, um, Buffy, for the MSN, like go in as an assistant uh, uh, manager or something like that? Do you know of any well, programs that offer that? Currently, I'm in Alaska, and I don't know of any programs like that, but I'm looking and I'm searching for, you know, something that will, you know, or a person that will work mm-hmm. to fill that need. And, well, and at this uh, point, being in the online future, or, being online or future, being on the phone is also some, a way that you could mentor. Yes, I agree. And mm-hmm. uh, so I have, like, some contacts, um, you know, nationally, having been in AOR, AORN, that um, a LinkedIn is a great resource. Uh, yep. You reach out to people and they give you feedback and you can uh, have discussions. And so um, I'm kind of, I'm using LinkedIn mm-hmm. to get Which is advice. actually how I found you was through yes, LinkedIn. Yes, I know. That's yeah. great. You know, it's, yeah. a, it's really helpful. Good. I actually was involved in about, I want to say, 2003 or so when my organization that I was working for uh, started looking ahead and realized all of the boomers that were going to be, you know, quickly um, disappearing 
and realized that they really wanted to have a really good like a residency or internship Mm -hmm. program and so I was involved in um, planning and doing some of the teaching for that and I was really thrilled because I thought they had done a really nice job of giving the the nurses coming in some options about classes they wanted to take classes that the organization felt they needed to take whether they thought they needed it or not a lot of times um, you know you think why would I use that but then all of a sudden you're thrown into a situation where you really do need that Um, and then they also that was when we first started doing the buddy program and we didn't know what to call it. We kept calling it all kinds of different names, and it changed about every week. <laughs> but it seemed like Buddy always kept coming back, and so we ended up using that, and I'm glad to hear. And that program, you could use the Buddy as long as you felt you needed them. So there'd be a discussion between you and your Buddy of, you know, do you think I can go on my own, or do you think I need to have more um, assistance? And so the decision was kind of made between the new nurse and the preceptor. And I always felt that was kind of a good decision because there are some people like you, Buffy, that you already had a tremendous amount of experience in the OR. So if indeed you were going to go back, you know, as you did after your BSN, you know, to have you be through a year of orientation again would make absolutely no sense. So having those choices is when you're looking for a uh, place keep those things in mind certainly in the interview if not before you want to know what kind of support do they give you Um, my stepdaughter uh, was in nursing school uh, when I first met her dad and as she went through it was really fascinating for me to kind of see how things were going for her but in her junior year and again that was sort of during the time when they were so many positions open and they were really worried about having nurses so um, they would have job fairs and as a junior they were hiring her like sign on the dotted line come in we'll give you a five thousand dollar bonus blah blah and she said how do I decide I mean these are all being offered to me I have no idea how to to decide and what I always told her is make sure they're not going to just throw you on a unit with no uh, resources available to you you want to go someplace where they're going to do just like Mm -hmm. that have have a planned out residency or internship or something that is going to support you along the way until you feel like you can swim Would you have any other suggestions, Buffy, as far as um, for, say, new grads from a BSN program? Is there something they should watch for uh, or ask for? Well, I would agree with you. Having a resource person and um, really lining out what the job uh, requirements are, what is expected, and, you know, ask them what doesn't... uh, like typical day look like and if this situation were to arise who do I go to you know Mm -hmm. make sure it's clear so there's no ambiguity and that the person they're connecting you with knows that too because I've had that situation happen where somebody is saying well I was told to call you and they're like really Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, yeah (laughs) yeah communication that was a good idea Mm mm-hmm yeah, how about you as you're going into it? Uh, what are some of the things you already have found out? Um, or maybe what are the things that have not been offered to you but you wished you could have? Hmm. I don't know about not been offered because I always have found if I want something, I find it and I try mm-hmm. and get there. Um, but for 
things that I have found, I think there are a lot of, especially here in the Twin Cities, there are a lot of options Mm -hmm. um, for new grads. So you're expecting to stay here until you kind of get your feet under you? I haven't committed to anything, but Mm -hmm. I think so, yeah. Yeah, and then when you did your um, different uh, clinicals, Mm -hmm. were you at different hospitals, different locations? So you got a feel for how... I've been to almost every major system. Okay, so you've got yeah. a real feel for how they yes. operate, what the nurses are like, what's the culture. Which is so valuable because yeah. I think the work environment is a very, very important thing mm-hmm. for anyone. It it definitely impacts who you are. It impacts your psyche. Yeah. It impacts your health. So it's very important that you find exactly. a place that is safe and, you know, that's going to challenge you mm-hmm. and that's going to help you grow. And, you know, you can judge that from being in a place um, at clinical. You don't have to say where it was, but just like what were some of the things that you noticed on a unit that you felt like, yeah, this is where I could be connected? Yeah, uh, I think some of the places that I felt most drawn to were the ones that were... I could tell from the community of the nurses and how they communicated with other staff. Collaboration is huge and it's huge in nursing and it makes a complete difference to how patients are cared for and when I was able to see that out at one of my clinicals and be able to participate in that across different health settings, um, even just transferring patients, it really makes a difference to the patients and the families uh, because they see they see the difference uh, and they notice you know, they may not always say something, sometimes they do, but they definitely notice. And I think collaboration and the environment of just welcoming, mm-hmm. especially as a student, it wasn't just, okay, yes. Yes. put oh, on your no. shoes, Here let's they go. Are. We'll have to run right. away from them. Yeah. That makes a difference when they're very yeah, welcoming they're so and they want you to, to learn. You and, yeah. and welcome on and mm-hmm. on board and let me show you. Yes. And, Those kinds of things. We're up against a break here again, so we're going to do that right now, and then we will be coming back for our final segment. If there's anybody out there that has had some of these experiences or some ideas or thoughts to share with everybody, please feel free to give us a call. Excuse me. Um, So we are talking about graduating nurses. We have um, Buffy um, Jones, who is here. She just completed her MSN and MBA. And uh, uh, Eliana, I look at my Leanne in there in the middle and that throws me (laughs) off. So Eliana Wearing, who just graduated with her BSN. And we will be back in just a few minutes. Your life, your health, your network. This is Voice America Health & Wellness. The Voice America Live Events Channel is here now to showcase your corporate, individual, or organization's live event. Visit voiceamerica.com forward slash live events to see all of our past live events and find out more. Whether it's a multi-day conference, special speaker, or single-day event, we've got everything to make your event a success. We can do a few hours or a few days. For more information about taking your event to the next level, call Jeff Spinard at 480 294 
888-346-6417 or email info at voiceamerica.com. Again, that's Jeff Spinard at 480-294-6417 or send us an email to info at voiceamerica.com. Voice America is where you are and where you want to be. Join us around the globe as we broadcast live from some of the most interesting events available. Don't forget to view all our live events, including on-demand access to past events that you may have missed by visiting voiceamerica.com forward slash live events. Have you friended us on Facebook yet? Why not? Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for the keywords Voice America. Once you are part of our Facebook network, you'll receive daily messages about what's happening with our shows, this week's featured guests, and new happenings of the Voice America Talk Radio Network. And you can add your voice to the always active discussions on our wall. Just go to Facebook.com forward slash Voice America or search for Voice America. Have you had a chance to check out Voice America's online magazine and blog, Press Pass? If you love our hosts and shows, check out articles that give an even deeper perspective. Plus topics about health and fitness, movie reviews, philosophy, business tips and tactics, spirituality, positive thought, current events, and even more about your favorite host. It's just a click away at VAPressPass.com. That's VAPressPass.com. VA Press Pass by Voice America. All access, all the time. Opinions, options, answers. Voice America Health and Wellness. You are listening to Once a Nurse, Always a Nurse. Exploring the world of nursing with host Leanne Meyer. To reach the program today, please call 1-866-472-5792. That's 1-866-472-5792. You may also send an email to leannevoiceamerica at gmail.com. Now, back to Once a Nurse, Always a Nurse. Okay, this is Leanne, and uh, we are at Once a Nurse, Always a Nurse, uh, exploring the world of nursing. We're talking uh, with two graduates. Uh, Eliana uh, Wearing has just graduated with a BSN, and Buffy Jones has graduated with an MBA and an MSN. And so we've been just kind of talking about some of those things that is important for you to know as you're going into a new area or a new field of your um, of your careers. Um we were just talking before we went to break about uh, getting onto a unit or, or having um, an opportunity to be able to really uh, work with a group. So if there's any possibility of, of shadowing somebody or like Eliana, you were just saying that you were able to go to almost every hospital in the Twin Cities. So you had a pretty good idea of where uh, were nurses valued more. Uh, where their opinions were more important. Um, I'm just wondering, Buffy, do you have any thoughts about, you know, when um, for somebody like in your situation where you, you graduated with an MSN, but probably didn't get a chance to be in real situations that you'll be using what you learned. So how might somebody be able to uh, check out another, you know, various facilities um, I was thinking, like, when you go for an interview, do you have any thoughts about how you might be able to find out more about the unit you're going to be on? Well, um, what what my next step would obviously be is managerial. 
And mm-hmm. so I would, you know, my goal is to focus on what I have experience in, which is the operating room or mm-hmm. um, surgical services. So mm-hmm. I would, of course, gear myself towards a managerial uh, leadership position that is either in, you know, uh, sterile supply or um, actual operating room, you know, mm-hmm. managing or, or um, being a, I could start out as a charge nurse. Mm-hmm. You know, I say focus on your strengths and go in that direction ha- if you have years of experience like myself. However, mm-hmm. if you're a new graduate, you should look for programs or um, mentors that can lead you in the area where you want to focus your attention. Sure. One of the things I was thinking about with the interviews, um, you know, if you're actually going for a job interview, is to just ask if you can go to the unit that you would be working on. Mm -hmm. And it's amazing just walking around that unit and kind of hearing and feeling, you know, that it's very, very tense and people Mm are Mm -hmm. uh, sniping at each other or something like that. That's very easy to pick up. Um, also, the interactions between doctors and nurses. Um, are nurses valued enough that the doctors speak to them in a professional manner and you know, mm-hmm. seem to say, give me your opinion, what do you think about that? Um, I think it's one of the things that's really going to change in nursing is as we have more and more of the professionals who have had the level of, of education that you both have had or are getting, um, you're going to be much more appreciated by those people who uh, don't really know what a nurse does. And as they realize that you've had more and more education, I think they're going to go to you a little bit more often and say, give me your opinion. Um, You talked, Buffy, about uh, a situation where they were going to be building a new tower and they asked the nurses what, what they should know as they're building it. You want to talk a little about that? Yes, um, well, they, you know, UNC is building, was building, I don't know where they're at at this stage of development, <laughs> was building a new uh, tower and the surgical services were going to be there. And they mm-hmm. actually invited nurses to the table mm-hmm. and got feedback from nurses. And I think, I thought that that, that was during my BSN program. And so I saw mm-hmm. that, you know, the future of nursing, we're going to have a lot more input as into, you know, facility design and you know because people are recognizing we're doing the um, you know work with the patients and so we have some very valuable input as to you know logistics of where things you know that's kind of how things work a problem with the electronic health records is I think they had a lot of geeks that put those together and I don't know how much they really ask doctors and nurses you know what makes sense to you what's what's just a uh, instinctual thing that a nurse would do and where would you go from one step to another um, I'm curious also in your training since you both so recently graduating are they talking about what's going to happen in healthcare going forward so did they try to prepare you at all? I mean, it's hard because we don't know, you know, what kind of uh, insurance we're going to have. We don't know how, whether we're going to have buildings or we're going to be having, doing it all by technology. Um, was there anything in your training that gave you some idea of where we might be heading? 
That's a good question. I think I wish I would have had more of that. Definitely. I, I spent a, a month in Amsterdam and learned everything about their public health system and all of their health and access to healthcare. And I know much more about that from the one month I was there than I do about ours. And I do wish that that's one thing um, I could have had more knowledge about because it's so important. And as nurses, we sometimes are on the other side of that. We don't understand exactly how all insurance works. We don't sure. understand the Medicare, Medicaid, and the certifications and what qualifies a hospital mm-hmm. as good or not so good for receiving funding through sure. those services. So I think that's something that programs could offer a little more information about, or at least a class that's more comprehensive. Sure. Buffy, in your combination MBA and MSN, did you get any more direction about what might be coming? Well, we um, discussed the CDC Centers for Disease Control and Prevention's Healthy People 2020 and some of the objectives that um, nurses should also, you know, a common goal for the healthcare industry. And it's just, you know, preventing disease, you know, and premature death by, you know, educating the public on, you know, heart health and oral health and the different things that they need to be able to take care of themselves, you know, and people need to be more involved Mm -hmm. in healthy living. Mm -hmm. So I think that um, that was the future is getting people on board with being uh, in charge of their own health and trying to learn how to take care of the most people with, you know, limited resources. Right. And um, people in rural communities and mm-hmm. how, what health care looks like for those people was a focus of my program also. Say a little bit about that. Well, there's, uh, it was interesting, like, I really didn't have any idea because <laughs> I was uh, so focused in my nursing in the operating room that, you know, community nursing was, uh, you know, a subject that you would read about or, you know, dabble in and, <laughs> you know, or look at how it affects the, you know, operating room, but, uh Going back to get my BSN, uh, there was a lot of community health mm-hmm. uh, that I was, um, I'm searching for a word, I apologize. That you were exposed I was, to, maybe? Uh, not subjected exposed to, because that sounds terrible. Exposed but. to it. <laughs> Pardon me? Exposed. Exposed. Yes, that's a much better word. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, um, Um, I've been really intrigued by it because, you know, there is so much up in the air right now. And I only I just have a headache for all the people who have to try and think about, you know, we need to know those things. What's the funding Mm going to be? What kind? I mean, are we going to go to a public model? Are we going to stay with what we have and try and improve it? What is it that we are going to do so that we can be making at least five, 10, 20 year plans on 
um, both on training people, but also on uh, getting to that point and not having to just, oh my gosh, everything has to change right. in one minute. It's very important for nurses to be mm-hmm. involved at the policy level too. Right. I know like even, yeah. even if you start at your unit council or whatever you have at your facility, right. but the policies are definitely, there's a down trickle effect that they do affect the people. Uh, I know earlier this year there was something passed in like the Appalachian region where uh, radi- radiologists aren't allowed to diagnose uh, coal miners with black lung anymore, mm-hmm. only pulmonologists, and there are only about three to five. Right. Uh, where there is, there are quite a few radiologists mm-hmm. that have been, and just decreasing that level of access. Uh, yeah, Eliana was just talking about um, some different laws that are being passed, and one of them she was aware of was in Appalachia, where um, uh, radiologists, do you want to say that? Yeah, again? radiologists aren't uh, allowed to, they're not going to be um, certified or allowed to diagnose people with black lung. Mm-hmm. Um, they're only allowing pulmonologists. So it's it's just another uh, um, awareness factor that we need to watch out for um, just to be involved at that level too. This has been a very interesting show today. <laughs> um, we're coming to the last three minutes. So would each of you like to just uh, say, spend a minute and talk about what you especially want people who are either considering nursing or are considering going on in nursing, something you'd like them to know. Buffy, do you want to start? Sure. I would like to encourage uh, people to become a nurse. I mm-hmm. think it has uh, served me very well. I uh, feel like I've grown as a person and a professional over the years, and I would love to see more nurses graduating with uh, their bachelor's and then going on to further their career and get their master's. Eliana, what would you like to share? I think... Uh, one important thing uh, it would be that take one thing at a time. Uh, nursing school takes patience, and your nursing career is definitely going to take patience. You know, you need to be patient with yourself. And also, don't be afraid of change because there are a lot of opportunities out there. Yeah. I really want to thank everybody that's listening for hanging in with us. It's been an interesting show. Uh, I don't think we've uh, ever had so many interesting things happen on it. Um, but I'm hoping that we can, um, you know, continue to have this discussion, especially about what the future is going to be and how nursing is being prepared for it. Um, So this is um, uh, just one of the things that I want to really emphasize is that as nurses are getting more of the education, Um, they will be seen more as professionals. And the more we're seen as professionals, the more we can be a part, especially, uh, I'm thinking even in the political realm, where we start stepping up and saying, hey, why is government making any decisions about health care that needs to be done by us if there are laws that need to be passed? At least they should be um, uh, designed and created by the healthcare people that are going to be affected by them and therefore the patients that are going to be affected. So we're going to have to part. Um, this has been Once a Nurse, Always a Nurse, exploring the world of nursing. And I'm Leanne Meyer. I've been delighted to have both of you here. Buffy Jones has recently graduated with an MBA in MSN and Eliana Wearing just recently graduated with a BSN. 
So thank you for listening, and um, I really appreciate any input you can give us about the show and what you'd like to hear. Thank you for listening to Once a Nurse, Always a Nurse, exploring the world of nursing with your host, Leanne Meyer. Be sure to join us again next Monday at 10 a.m. Pacific Time and 1 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Health and Wellness Channel. Have a productive and insightful week.